You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook. And today we have Daniel Matteo joining us in the studio. Welcome back, Daniel. Thanks, mate. It's been ages and ages. Yes, all of uh, 24 hours or so uh, since you were sitting here next to me. So it's good to have you back. And once again, thank you for filling in yesterday for Peter Watts. Uh, but yeah, great to have you here today on your actual program, not your fill-in program, <laughs> called Drawing from the Well. Good so, to be here, mate. Good yeah, to see it's you. good to have you here. Now, Daniel, we've taken a bit of a break from live broadcasts, and during that time, I know you've been away a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, sure. I've been away for about a month. So uh, at the moment, I'm I'm doing a theology master's degree, and so we have distance ed stuff to do at the start and the end of the year but at the mid-year we have intensive classes at Avondale University so I was there for three and a bit weeks and uh, yeah getting lots of uh, information poured into my brain and uh, also focusing on getting a few assignments done as well and then on the way back since I was uh, in New South Wales I was I was halfway there anyway I thought I'd zip up to Cairns and visit my old church that I used to pastor okay. um, yeah and so I visited them a couple of weeks ago and that was a that was a beautiful Sabbath day to see them there uh, Edmonton Seventh-day Adventist Church just shout out to you guys they've, uh, they've built a beautiful new building and it was wonderful to see them all together so nice to uh, get a bit of warmth in uh, during oh. the winter down here when it was freezing look it was absolutely lovely the weather up there it was amazing and not just that i got to see my in-laws that i haven't seen for about three and a half years because of uh um, travel restrictions so i got to see my mother and father-in-law and uh my kids were able to see their nana and poppy and i took my uh uh, took my son uh kayaking out uh, lake eacham up there in the atherton tablelands and wow it was just a superb beautiful day yeah it was Uh, wonderful i I love cans i've I haven't been there many times, but uh, every time I've been there, I've enjoyed it. Mm. I'm yet to go up the uh, the Dane Tree as well. I'd like to do that sometime. Well, I used to pastor the uh, Mossman Church as well. I wasn't able to go and visit those guys, but uh, hello to, uh, to to you, Mossman, if you're listening. And uh, I wasn't able to see them, but the, yeah, that's the that's our Adventist Church near the Dane Tree. There, it's beautiful. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Now, Daniel, yesterday we talked a little bit about this program that uh, Peter Watts is uh, coming up. Uh, this Sunday, uh, he's going to be presenting "Is God for Real?" I guess we'll do another plug for it just now uh, before we get into our program. So this is a, a program that starts on Sunday. It does actually continue after Sunday. Starts at uh, does it say a time there? I'm Four p.m. Four p.m. and then it finishes up uh, at nine. Yeah. And it's at mm. George's on the Park in Glenorchy. That's in Anfield Street. So this Sunday, this is if you're in Tasmania, you need to uh, take notice of this, or particularly if you're in the southern Tasmania area, you can go and uh, register for this program. But uh, before I tell you the details for registration, just remind us what's going to be included in this program. Look, um, there's going to be four separate lectures. Uh, so um, each one, I would say, around about an hour or so, or just a little less. And then there's going to be a light finger food dinner served in the middle. And uh, so the four lectures are, Does God Exist? Really, really important thing to think about. And uh, something that I guess is a question that all of us have to grapple with at some point in our lives. Uh, is there anything left we can trust? Like what, what should be our source of authority for 
you know, um, truth, spiritual truth, um, you know, uh, morality, those sorts of things. Uh, the third lecture is, did we really evolve? So talking about origins. And, uh, and fourth of all, uh, why so much suffering? Why mm. is it that, uh, that the world's so bad if, there is a, if there's a good power out there? So that's all really important questions and things that I think are very current discussions happening in our society today. Mm. Now, this is the first of, um, of four sessions where there'll be different uh, presentations uh, presented. But don't miss out on this uh, event. And, and this really applies to you if you are, I guess, a skeptic or even if you are a Christian, because uh, if you're a Christian, we know that it's important to understand why we believe what we believe. And there's some really good information in here, really good evidence that uh, Peter presents. Of course, mm-hmm. Peter was an atheist, and uh, in his younger years, his mid-20s or so, he, he discovered God and uh, He's going to be presenting some of the things that that he learned uh, in his journey. So. Well, well, look, uh, and I'd I'd like to challenge uh, any of our listeners that aren't believers as well to to come and check that out because, look, after all, if nothing else, it's good to know the arguments of the other side, right? It's mm. good to know why it is like uh, there's so many people that believe in God, you know, that the huge majority of the human race does, and so if there's some good reasons, I would want to know them if I didn't believe. You know mm. what I mean? Just so I could make an intelligent decision for myself, right? Mm. Yeah, I attended these uh, series last year when uh, he presented them in Bellarive, and they were fantastic. They were really good, um, good information and really good things to think about. So we do encourage you. Now, the details to uh, to book, you can call the number 1300-034-760. That's 1300-034-760. Or if you just Google is God for real and Glenorchy, if you can spell Glenorchy, is God for real Glenorchy, then you will find the uh, booking page on Google there. Mm. There's a website as well, right? Isgodforreal.com.au. Yes, Mm. and that will take you directly. Isgodforreal.com.au. You can find the booking link on that website as well. So, yeah, join Peter this Sunday. Don't miss it. Now, before uh, we get into our program, just remind our listeners, we've got a show number. This is for Tassie Encounters. Now, occasionally we get a message from people listening to other programs on Faith FM, and they text us in a code or something from another program. So do remember that this is our Tassie Encounters number, 0488-880-891. This is our number, just our number. So... If you're texting or listening to another number, make sure you choose the right number when you're texting in. We're going to have a free book offer later in the program, so do note that number down, 0488 And, of course, if you are listening somewhere that perhaps the reception's not so good or if you know somebody who would like to listen and the reception's not so good, you can listen online if you've got an internet connection, faithfm.com.au, or you can download the Faith FM app and you can listen really clearly and easily to both the live programs and also past recorded programs. Daniel, today you've been doing a series uh, with Tabitha, and this is my first time doing this series with you, Drawing from the Well. The Bible as, I guess, is the uh, the series that you've been doing, isn't it? The mm. Bible as different things. And mm. today we're going to be talking about the Bible as parenting coach. You got it. And it's following along from the last pro- program I did with Tabitha before I uh, went away for a month. And, uh, and that was uh, the Bible as marriage counselor. And that was a great uh, episode. So if you feel like you want to listen to that, make sure you go check out our app and you can uh, listen to that previous program. But yeah, today, the Bible as marriage counselor. 
Oh, sorry, the Bible as parenting coach, rather, is uh, is what we're talking about. And I think that that's an important subject for us to understand, like what, what uh, ideals and standards, what principles can we get about uh, being a good parent from Scripture. Yeah, mm, uh, Absolutely. Mm. So uh, would you like to get into our program? We've got a few minutes before we go to a break. Yeah, that would be fine. Would you like to pray for us as we start? Sure, let's do that. Mm. Heavenly Father, we ask that you guide us, that you are with us as we open your word and we read uh, different passages of scripture, in particular on this topic of uh, parenting. We ask that you give us wisdom and understanding. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks very much. Well, I want to tell you about the first time I realized I was um, I was a parent. Now, Obviously, I realized I was a parent the moment my wife first walked uh, into our living room and presented me with a little piece of plastic with a line on it and said, guess what? And uh, that was a, that was a pretty life-changing moment right there. But the, the moment it really hit home, like even throughout the pregnancy, you know, listening to, uh, to the little thumps of the, uh, of the Doppler, um, feeling the little kicks and bumps of, uh, of my wife's belly, all of that, it really didn't hit home, hit home. Uh, until the moment I first held my daughter in her, in my arms, mm. I was the same with my kids. It was it was all a bit, um, I guess, intellectual until mm. you can actually hold it. For men, I think, for women who are actually growing yeah, the child right. inside them, it, it's part of them, and they they can uh, really relate to it. But I think for men, it's much easier when you can <laughs> feel it, you can see it, you can carry it, you yeah. can uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was amazing to me. Um, my wife almost instantly fell asleep. You know, she was absolutely exhausted. I think her labor was about 32 hours or something like that wow. with my daughter. It was it, it was pretty intense. But um, I had was stuck with this little person, this tiny little thing uh, in my hands. It looked like a little wet frog or something. I don't know. And I was just totally enraptured just totally besotted i couldn't believe it i was holding her i was staring straight at it my daughter's name's grace i was staring straight in, into her eyes and what's funny is she was bundled up like a little um like a little uh, grub you know with a little wrap around her and she was staring straight back at me she didn't really seem to know what to do either and uh, we would she was kind of just sucking on her lip and staring at me and i was staring at her and i didn't I was just amazed i i must have sat there with her for about three and a half hours just looking at her mm. and i started making promises to her you know i am going to be the best dad that's ever existed there's never gonna you know i'm gonna get you everything i'm gonna do everything for you i'm gonna you know never ever gonna get mad i'm not gonna yell it's a bold I'm, promise daniel I'm gonna, <laughs> a bold promise <laughs> i'm gonna be the best dad ever in the history of the world I, you know i just love you so much and you know it didn't take long for me to break every single one of those promises mm. Because I realized, you know, my parents were amazing. I honestly had amazing parents. Um, I don't, you know, when I look around, I, I don't know anyone that's got better parents than me. They were they really did a great job at bringing us up, I think. But they were human beings and had problems, just like we all have problems. And what I soon learned is that I have carried over the good and the bad, you know, mm. from my parents. I've, I've you know, into, into raising my kids and... Um, very soon I learned that I've got errors in myself as well, not just from them, but also things that I've learned in myself, problems. And um, and I wasn't being the dad that I that I wanted to be always. And, and that still goes on till today. And so I figured out that, well, what we often do is we just... We just do whatever comes naturally. We never we never take time to sit down and, and think and reflect and be introspective about what sort of parent we're being to our children. 
But what I've learned is that God is the best parent. When I look into scripture, I see that, that there's, there is no better parent in the history of humanity than God himself. And so if I want to get better at this from time to time, I've got to study scripture and see what examples that I get about um, God's parenting from there. And then I have to think about it, see where my parenting doesn't line up and apply it to myself. Mm. Mm. We need to go to break, and uh, we'll come back and continue this discussion. But right now, this is Love You Never Let Me Go by Savannah Ellis.
are listening to Tazzy and Callers on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the Bible as parenting coach. Now, before the break, I was going to ask a question, but I failed to, so I'm going to do it right now. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that number I gave you, 0488880891. We'd love you to text us in uh, a response to this question. What's an important parenting tip that you have learned in your journey as a parent, or perhaps if you're not a parent, something you learned growing up? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Tell us uh, an important parenting tip that you've learned either way, either growing up or as a parent. Daniel, where do we want to take this now? No, really, really good. Well, look, um, I want to make it clear as we talk about this subject that I am in no way any kind of parenting guru. You know, I've been a parent for 16 years now. Uh, 14, yeah, for, sorry, my daughter's nearly 15. 15 years now, um, which means that there's a lot of things that I haven't experienced, like my kids leaving home or getting married or going through any of that stuff. Um, I'm not a guru. In fact, what prompted me to start studying this subject from the Bible is the fact that I know that I'm not, that I make a lot of mistakes, as I said before the break. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to make that clear. But I believe that that God is the ultimate parent, and he's got a lot of principles in his word that we can learn from him as a parent, the perfect parent, as well as his people as well. Um, Good stories in the Bible about maybe human parents sometimes that are good sometimes that are bad and we can learn um, morals and principles from that uh, so his people as well that can help us to, to parent well I believe yeah so I guess my first point is that uh, that we our kids need parental involvement that's the absolute foundation and that is mm. the basis of being a good parent some um, I, if you like to look up First Timothy chapter 5 verse 10 for me just while I finish my yeah, point yeah that um so often, particularly dads, have the idea that well, you know, my job is to you know provide, and but I don't have to really be that involved. But that is not um, not correct as far as Scripture is concerned. Would you like to to read for me, please? Yeah, it says uh, in verse ten of First Timothy. This is the New International Version. So she is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. Beautiful. So uh, in Scripture, this idea of bringing up children is listed as a good deed. Now, as Christians, both male and female, we all want to do good deeds. Okay, so it's not. Um, that we have to do that, and it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian if you ha- if you're not a parent. That's not what I mean. But the point is that doing that well, being involved, being consistent, and um, have a, having constant involvement in the lives of your children is very, very important. And uh, and it's not okay to just what the word is fire and forget or or do the do the deadbeat parent thing. You know that um, kids really need that. They need mm. their their parents involved in their lives, and they have a desire for it. You know, they really want it. It has to do with their um, self-esteem, their self-worth, to know that uh, that their parents care about them and uh, and want involvement in their lives. Yeah, you know, very, very important. By the way, uh, if you think about the way that God has parented you over the course of your experience, have you found that, that God has been a distant parent or an involved parent? <laughs> I think uh, God is a very involved parent, but... Yeah. Uh, Sometimes certain experiences we go through, sometimes we feel 
God is distant. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so for a believer, we often feel that God, you know, in fact, there's a whole line of religious belief called deism that says that God created the world and then just, and then left. just left it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. wound up the clock and then uh, and let it go sort of thing. But what we find in scripture, and this is the great revelation that the Bible gives, is that even when we can't perceive his presence, that he is always there. He's mm. always working in the background. Mm. As over and over again, Isaiah forty one ten it says, Do not fear for I am with you. Mm. Uh, Matthew twenty eight, um, I will be with you to the very end of the age. You know, this constant assurance that um that God is always involved with our lives whether we can see it or not. And I guess um some of the most sad Oh, some of the saddest, not most sad, some of the saddest children, some of the, the least well-adjusted children are children that have within themselves a deep desire uh, for one or the other or both of their parents to be more involved with their life. And we, we often have the sense or the feeling that, well, I have to you know, go out and work and earn all this money and I can't really be there. Uh, in my children's life because I'm trying to provide for them a better life. Mm. And um, we hear that all the time, often with immigrant parents. I've brought my kids over here for a better life, and so I'm going to go and make sure that I work three jobs and and provide them a better life. Mm. But ultimately, when you talk to kids, and I've spent um, four, five, six, uh, six and a bit years as a school chaplain over the course of my career in ministry, and... um, uh, always what kids want is is not a better lifestyle what their definition of a better life is more parental involvement mm. ultimately and so yeah very important principle for it that we can learn from scripture there yeah so uh there's another point here that kids need unconditional love mm. yeah unconditional love is uh, is very very important would you like to look up psalm chapter 103 verse 17 for me please it says but from everlasting to everlasting the lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children beautiful so something that we find out about god is that his love is from everlasting that means from before the beginning of time from his it says of god elsewhere in the psalms that from everlasting to everlasting you are god this has got to do with his eternality the fact that he has no beginning and no end from everlasting to everlasting and in association with his love is also you know with himself i should say is also his love his love for us so think about this before you were ever thought of by your parents before you were ever made in the conjugal sense we might say god loved you before you ever made a mistake god loved you before you ever did the right or wrong thing god loved you that is what we call unconditional love and um sometimes as parents we use love as a we can fall into the trap of using love as a currency to control our kids behavior Mm. and uh, for example you know um, there are there are some parents that when their kids aren't doing what they want them to do they might withhold affection you know and and be very cold and disconnected and uh, and the idea comes across that I'll only love you if you do X Y Z right and that can be a very painful and a very injurious thing that we can do to a child's psyche if we behave towards them that way I think that um, when it comes to consequences there always ought to be consequences for actions when it comes to rewards those things always ought to be conditional love should never be conditional love should also always be unconditional and we have to draw a line between consequences for kids actions in terms of punishment or boundaries and love mm. you know and uh, and that's a different thing mm. yeah mm. 
Kids yeah. need spirituality. They do. Did we, did we get a, um, a a text in? We did, and I'll read that just before we go okay. to the break. That'll be so fine. I will do that in a moment. No problem. Yeah, they do. So kids need uh, need spirituality, and you know this is something that I have discovered also uh, throughout the course of being a, um, a school chaplain, because quite often um, parents would send their kids to school that. Uh, you know, and they're from a from a non-believing family, which is fine, no problem. Uh, but they actually actively oppose spirituality in the home. They, for whatever reason, have a problem with it, and uh, and so they don't want uh, their kids to uh, to have any involvement in religion or spirituality. And as I I guess interact with the child throughout the course of their schooling, what I find is they actually have some real spiritual needs. They have a desire. They have a, often a um, a hunger for spirituality. Uh, but that that's being denied to them uh, in the home. Would you like to read for me, please, uh, um, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4? It says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. There we go. So there is a... There is an idea. Well, first of all, exasperate has to do with being overly harsh or um, or unfair in your parenting. But the second part uh, that uh, that Paul tells the the Ephesian church there is, uh, bring your children up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Give them the opportunity for a spiritual um, upbringing and a spirit and spiritual involvement because kids really do love this stuff and they respond to it really well. I believe that all human beings, and this is my personal belief is that all human beings have within themselves a spiritual nature and and spiritual needs. It's only as we grow and become more hardened that we start to cut ourselves off to that side of our lives. And sometimes that happens because of bad experiences. Sometimes we become disillusioned with the the church or whatever. That's fine. But that's our personal decision. But kids don't have all of that experience, and they deserve the opportunity to investigate the spiritual side of their personality. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. We're going to go to a break, but before we do, we will share a message from Lauren. Thanks for texting in, Lauren. Uh, She says, My parenting tip is always be on the same page with your partner about care and discipline of your child and always make sure you have a God-centered relationship with your children. I think that's uh, pretty good advice, don't you think, Dan? Mm. Great job, Lauren. She she also says uh, you're both great dads, Dan and Jason. Well... (laughs) Um, thank you for the affirmation. And the vote of confidence. <laughs> sometimes I don't feel, feel like uh, that's the case, but we we both do our best, I think. Mm. So, Thank you, Lauren. Um, if you've got an answer to this question, what's an important parenting tip that you've learned in your journey as a parent, or if you're not yet a parent, something you've learned uh, growing up? We'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 488 891. And remember, our free book offer today is called uh, Boundaries with Kids. I almost forgot that there. <laughs> Here's our next song, Always Good by Andrew Peterson. Do you remember how Mary was grieving? And she fell at your feet If it's true that you know what I'm feeling Could it be that you're weeping with me? Arise, oh Lord, and save me There's nowhere else to go
deep in my heart like it should And you were always good program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Daniel Matteo on his series Drawing from the Well and we've been talking about the Bible as parenting coach and I love that song that we just listened to that assures us that God is always good and and uh, sometimes we don't always feel that but uh, I think if we if we believe it, if we start off with that premise, even when we go through those hard times, it's uh, it's beneficial for us to know that God is always good and He's got a plan for us. Uh, sometimes, as parents, we're not quite as good as God, perhaps. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we try to be, but uh, we're not always as good. But uh, the next point you've got on your list, Daniel, is kids need consistency. Mm, they do. And this actually goes alongside with the text message that we just got in from Lauren. I mean, her big tip that she's learned uh, as a parent is that uh, it's important to have consistency between both parents and, and so on. And I would say that it's not just between both parents, although that's very important. It's also over the course of, well, not over the child's whole lifespan because I believe that rules, household rules, ought to be probably adjusted from time to time based mm. on the age and maturity level of the of the yeah. child. Yeah. 
but um, but definitely consistency in terms of the way that consequences happen for uh, for infractions. You mm. know, um, kids long for, and this is something I would say where I part ways with. Um, you know, pop psychologists and things, things like that. I actually believe that kids long for consequences to their actions; that they 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 need that uh, in order to feel stable and secure in their life. They need to know that okay, well, when I do this wrong, this happens, mm. and that, and that's part of the boundaries. So, you know, the mm. book that we're giving away, isn't it? That mm. that uh, there's defined boundaries that kids know if they go beyond that, and they will always try to press those boundaries a little bit when they always always they, would you like to read proverbs 22 to 6 for me please it says start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it yeah so there's a there's a sense of a guiding hand throughout the life that that is consistent and you know it's so important that that kids have that they love routine kids love to know okay this is the time when i get up this is the time when i go to school and when i get home i know that this the, the home's going to be a secure situation they feel mm. deeply challenged and uncomfortable when there's when there's a when there's a big shake up of their family situation and sometimes that is unavo- unavoidable you know all sorts of things happen to us sickness um, disease relationship breakdown that can i guess get in the way of consistency in the home but as much as possible it's important for us to be able to maintain that and if we can't control every variable at least we can we can control some of them and make sure okay well all right um, we're going through this really we have to go through a house move because of work and the kids are are really shaken up about having to move schools or whatever but we're going to be consistent in that every night we're going to have our dinner time together and we'll sit down around the table and that'll be the consistent um, thing that the, the kids can can hang on to throughout their life. Mm. I, I do love also what Lauren mentioned about consistency between both parents because um, quite often it, it will happen and kids do this actually as part of their strategies because kids will try and test us through their through um, I guess just seeing how far they can push things and they'll try to play off one parent against the other. Mm. You know, they'll go to one parent and say, oh, mum, can I do this? And she'll say, no, you can't do it. And she'll go to, they'll go to dad and say, dad, can I do this? Oh, yeah, sure, no worries. You know, so it's so important that we're, we've got good communication going on between mum and dad mm. and or between whoever is, is bringing up the, mm. the child. And this gets particularly tough, you know, because obviously we've, um, you know, that we've, got, uh, we've got a high divorce rate uh, at the moment and uh, separation rate. So quite often... Um, there's parents trying to um, parent and, and to raise a child from a different home. And that can create even more um, conflict as it pertains to consistency. But it's so important that we put aside our differences for the sake of being creating a consistent and, um, and, and reliable environment for the upbringing of the child. Mm. And, uh, and that requires a lot of communication and sometimes compromise. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Kids need boundaries. That's the title mm. of our book, Boundaries with Kids. Uh, kids need boundaries. They do. They do. Would you like to read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 for me, please? It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for <laughs> this is right. That's right. I'm, I'm interested in what it means by obey your parents in the Lord. Mm. Yeah, well, what do you think? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, but I might be wrong. I'm thinking that that means that, you know, when, when our parents... Um, are godly parents, then it's important that we take notice of them and 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 uh, follow their instruction. Well, you know what's really interesting is in the uh, in the Old Testament times, 
obviously the Ten Commandments was the center of, of Jewish law. Mm. You know, that was the most important principles there in, in all of the, the Jewish laws. They're, they're written on stone by the finger of God. And we recognize as Christians a basic division between the Ten Commandments. Um, as Christians, we often say the first four have to do with love for God and the last six have to do with love for other people. And so what they're really about is love for God and love for others. As Jesus said, love your, the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But um, I was interested to learn that, that many Jewish rabbis don't divide them that way, that they include the, the, the fifth commandment, the commandment um, to, uh, honor, to your honor your parents, parents as part of the first, yeah. as part of the first division, mm. as, uh, as an extension of honor for God. Mm. Now, it doesn't say in the commandment to always obey our parents and sisters to honor them. Mm. And the reason is that sometimes, for example, if there's an abusive or toxic parent, to honor them in the Lord is not to obey them. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So when it says obey your parents in the Lord, it definitely has to do with making sure that what we're being told to do is in line with the principles of God. Yeah, that's yeah. the sense that I got when mm. I read that, is that uh, if if our parents are in alignment with God, then mm. it's important to, ob- to obey and follow that advice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's difficult. Often, you know, sometimes uh, y- young people are in difficult situations. And, mm. and even as we get older, you know, if we've got abusive or toxic or narcissistic or, you know, manipulative parents to find the best way of honoring them without always being um, manipulated and controlled and that can be difficult at times but the point is that um, that boundaries are really important for parents so this was this is my point um, quite often um, parents can get into a situation of wanting to make their children happy mm. and they get the the belief inside themselves that if they can give their children what they want when they want it then their children will be happy because that appears to be the case on the surface. After all, you know, my kid wants, I don't know, a Fruit Loops and Red Cordial for breakfast, and I give it to them, and look, they're smiling. They seem to be happy. Okay, I've done my job as a parent. I made them happy. But have I given them what they need in the long term and what's best for them on one hand? And on the other hand, are they really happy? Hmm. Uh, the, on the one hand, obviously, we know that's not healthy. So a lot of the a lot of the things that kids want in the short term and their desires, like oh, I want to be on my phone until one o'clock in the morning. That's what I want, and I'm going to scream and cry and have a tantrum if I'm not allowed. Okay. Quite often, those things aren't what's best for them, and it's our jobs as parents to um, to control what's best for them mm. because they're not mature enough to make those decisions. But secondly, are they really happy when they don't have strong boundaries in their life? A lot of th- we don't realize, but kids long for boundaries. Mm. That's the reason why they push them. The reason why they try and break rules and push boundaries is they want to find out where the walls are. If they can know, okay, the fence is here. I'm not allowed to go past here. Otherwise, this bad thing happens. Okay, I'm not. And, and they can feel, they know where the boundaries are in their, let's say, their lives and in their, their um, spiritual or, or um, familial house or uh, moral and philosophical house. Then they can feel safe. Because they're like, okay, all right, if I go over there, bad, you know, bad things happen, but I'm safe here. Mm. And so creating boundaries around kids' behavior actually gives them a sense of safety and security that allows them to be able to grow and flower and mature and, um, and develop. And, and sometimes parents, I think, um, can, uh, can not always succeed at, uh, at being firm in maintaining those. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We're going to go to a break, and uh, I did promise the book offer Boundaries with Kids, and I'll just give you a bit of information about that now. 
It says, Doctors Henry Cloud and John Townsend provide the help and guidance you need for raising your kids to take responsibility for their actions, attitudes and emotions. With wisdom and empathy, they take you through the ins and outs of instilling the kind of character in your children that will help them lead balanced, productive and fulfilling adult lives. Learn how to set limits and still be a loving parent. Bring control to an out-of-control family life. Apply the 10 laws of boundaries to parenting. Define appropriate boundaries and consequences for your kids and much, much more. We're going to give that book away. We've got just two copies of that to give away. And right after the break, we will give you a code for that. This uh, next song, Wonderful Words of Life by Revelation. Listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM. And before the break, we promised to give you the code for our free book giveaway today. We're talking as the Bible as Parenting Coach and this book, Boundaries with Kids. It's a fantastic book and we'd love you to get a copy. We have just two copies and the code for today is DRAW1717. So DRAW17, no spaces. Text that into 0488880. 891 to claim your free copy of Boundaries with Kids. Now, related, I guess, to the last point that we talked about, uh, which was about boundaries, uh, Daniel, we've also got kids need discipline. Mm, mm. And, you know, that word is is so often um, 
interpreted in our culture today as being very negative. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I mean, uh, we have, I believe, in our culture what I call the disnification of love. Mm. And that is that the, the idea that love is all about happiness and rainbows and, and good feelings. And that's what love is. Um, and when you stop feeling those good feelings, then there's no more love. But in actual fact, love is not just good feelings. Love is a decision. Love is a commitment. And, uh, and from time to time, love looks like a frown. From time to time, love looks like consequences. From time to time, love looks like winning the engagement you know, and that um, that is something I think that uh, that we need to learn as a culture or, or relearn as a culture. We've reacted very strongly in um, Australian culture, in particular, against things like domestic violence and child abuse in the area of discipline. But we've gone, I think, too far the other way, mm. and and I think it's very important not to be. Um, abusive, absolutely. But if we go too far the other way, then what we have is a is a generation being brought up bereft of consequence, and uh, and a generation that believes that they are entitled uh, to to act in whatever way they like, including in ways that harm other people. And and it's a dangerous thing too to think that there are no consequences because you know the kids will then, um, particularly as they grow up. They will start to do things and think that there are no consequences, and then the the reality sinks in eventually. I guess after they uh, act out, that um, well, there really are consequences. Well, it worries me here because the 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 school system is actually at variance with the penal system in this area because mm. the school system often brings, uh, you know, sort of relates to children. Uh, in, in a way that assumes that they're not responsible for their behaviour and therefore consequences should be should be minimal, if at all, the state school system. Mm. But then the penal system doesn't. You know, you end up in prison when you're out in, out in the world. So That's reality. Yeah, that, that's that's right. real life. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so what, what do we learn about this from God? Well, would you like to read Hebrews 12, 5 to 13, please? Yeah. It says, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone who he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who have disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Mm, talking about spiritual healing there. So, mm. look, you know, there is a real example there of God as somebody who allows us to have consequences to our actions. Mm. You know, God does, you know, God forgives us for our sin. But if I get drunk and drive in a car at 100 kilometers an hour and hit a pole and lose my leg, I, I can be forgiven by, for my sin because of the grace of Jesus and because of the cross. But I will not grow another leg. God allows consequences to take place. And sometimes as parents, we get the idea that it's our responsibility to 
protect our children from the consequences of their actions. Rather, I think what's a, a better role for a parent is to provide controlled consequences for actions so that kids down the track won't start, won't create worse consequences for themselves. Mm. And, um, and so this is a, a thing. Now, I, I personally don't... I have an experience that, uh, that that physical discipline is very effective, really. But I, what I do think is that currency control is effective. Like when you find out what your kid, what what is important to them, whether it's their computer game or their you know collector's cards or whatever they're into, and you say, look, unless you are able to meet these particular behavioral expectations you can't have this mm. or if you're going to break what I've asked you to do then you're going to lose it mm. and and what I've found often is that parents will when they get into a conflict with their kids if the kids will be willing to scream and cry and tantrum for long enough that eventually the parents will give in and say okay all right no worries and then relieve them of the consequences and so what the parent what the kids learn when that when they do that is that um, the kids learn that they just have to cry and scream for longer if the parents are, are <laughs> you know, that's what, in order to get away from consequences, I just have to make more of a fuss. That's mm. not a good lesson. No. We have to win the engagement with, the, and we do that with the consistency that we talked about earlier. Mm. Mm. So, last of all, I just wanted to say that kids need safety. Um, do, would, you, would you like to read Matthew chapter 18, verse 6? And this is very important to keep in mind, along with the one that we just talked about. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Now, this is some of, pretty serious. That's <laughs> some of the harshest words that Jesus ever spoke, mm. and it was particularly in reference to people that harm children, mm. right? Mm. <laughs> and so I never, I believe that discipline never ought to take place in a, you know, from a perspective of anger or rage or fury or revenge. Mm. Discipline should take place with somebody that has had a moment to breathe and is, um, you know, is... Um, is in control of their faculties because Jesus makes it very clear if we abuse our children, you know, he's he's not impressed with that. You know, there's some serious consequences for mm. that. And uh, and if we are in that situation as parents uh, where we are hurting our kids in some way, then we ought to seek help, um, definitely. We ought not to be afraid of the consequences ourselves and say, oh, I'm worried about, you know, this or that happening. We ought to be more concerned about our kids and pursue the health and the help and the counselling that we need, even if there's some legal consequences. You know, we ought to be brave enough to do that. Why? Because we put the welfare of our kids above our own welfare. We're going to love them more than we love ourselves. And, uh, and for that reason, we're going to be parents like God, who, after all, Jesus, when he saw the situation that we were in, he didn't leave us uh, in the situation we're in. He came down into this world. He took the consequences of our sin. He died on the cross uh, so that he could save us, as um, the Bible says. So, yeah, that, that's what I guess we learn from God about, about being a parent, that God is going to provide for us that safety and security. And so as a result, we ought to provide that uh, for our children, that place of um, or that soft place to fall, uh, that warm hug to come home to after somebody said something mean and, or rude at school, and uh, those conversations that are a place to retreat to, when um, when hurt or hardships come, we need to provide that uh, for our kids so that they mm. can grow. In, uh. Maybe I'll just finish off with this uh, passage from Proverbs. It's it's a, a nice uh, a nice saying here. It says, "My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, 
for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Isn't that a beautiful moment pictured there between Solomon and his son? You it know? is, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, you can almost picture him there with his arm around his son's shoulder, giving him some of this wise advice and, and parenting him in some of the ways that we've spoken about today. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah, really beautiful. I'm guessing that there's much more we could uh, look at in the Bible, but um, we've run out of time. And uh, I want to thank you for this topic today. I'm sure many listeners, particularly those who are parents, will have benefited from it. Do remember our free book giveaway today, Boundaries with Kids. Um, There's only two to give away. I think there might be one left. So text in DRAW17 to 0488-880-891. Now, Daniel, what have you got for us next week? Next week, we're going to change gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about the Bible as politics. So a bit of a little bit controversial for us, I suppose, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. I'll be very interested to uh, see what you draw out of that. <laughs> that sounds good. Tomorrow, we've got David Maxwell joining us again uh, with his uh, continuing series, uh, Reflecting Jesus, and his topic for tomorrow is selflessness and humanity. So do join us tomorrow, uh, same time, 9am, with David Maxwell. Now, um, also remember Peter Watts's program coming up in Glenorchy. If you are around this area, in the southern Tasmania area, don't miss that event. Starting on Sunday at 4pm, um, you can call us or call the booking number 1300 034 760 or you can go to is god for real that's f o r is god for real.com.au you can find out the information there have a great day this is i will never leave you alone by paul zack thanks for listening
give you all your trouble Like a nuisance I'm beside you in your suffering No, I will never 